The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Knapsack Files. I'm Ken Knapsack, and I'm happy to report we're interviewing people again. I love when I do that because that's what the show was built on, and then it became a podcast feed, and not every show on the feed is that, but I love getting back into the interview room, and I'm very happy to have this guest coming on now. I, I'm going to say it's it's long awaited because I, I this is one of those weird moments when you realize I have known this human being for about 20 years. About. 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 And that's weird because you think of him as, or, or these people as, hey, it's someone new that I've met. So please welcome to the show, Barry Cohen. How are you, Barry? I'm doing great. How about yeah, you? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for asking, because I survived a car crash. I uh, heard about that. I'm you, glad you're okay. You've had some injuries and accidents in your life. You've yeah, survived them. I have. And we're going to talk about that and everything. Sounds like a plan. But we have known each other for about 20 years. Yes, from the Jewish Community Center to this table. <laughs> to this table now. <laughs> we met, uh, you know, I'll tell you, you are an event planner, event organizer. Uh, you do stand-up comedy. You do some writing now, which I really want to start there in a bit. Yeah. But you've been involved in and out of pro wrestling with Millennium Pro Wrestling and some other feds, but Millennium right. Pro Wrestling mainly with me, Paul, the whole gang. Uh, 20 years ago, man. I can't believe it. Yeah, two decades. Uh, yeah, we're coming up. Uh, it's tw- Yeah, 2020, two decades. It's crazy, where right? All, yeah, where we all got together. Uh, just, uh, yeah, 20 years, man. <laughs> just thinking about it. Well, because again, I you know, I still think when I moved to L.A., I moved to L.A. in 98, but I mm-hmm. think of that as... I'm still fresh in town. Right. I just moved home from my home. Well, this right. is my home. Yeah. And you, I've known you longer than people that I knew for three or four years in high school that have great meaning to my life. Right. You know what I mean? But you've been here longer. I, I've known now. you since, uh, God, more, longer than weddings I've organized that have lasted. You have done a lot of... <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of weddings, a lot of event planning. You went to college for that. I did. Tell me about that because that's the first time. I'm not saying that I would have. I was surprised. Like, oh, they have they teach that because it's 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 a hard job. But you went to UNLV for this, right? Yep, Las Vegas. Uh, they actually had a uh, degree in event management and marketing. So I left LA, yeah. went there for a few years, uh, took pretty much every class you could on event planning, uh, managing events, marketing. Um, yeah. All the fun stuff. That's a good. That's a, that's a. It's a valuable trade. Hard trade. Yeah. Uh, it, it's one of those things that when people do wrong, you know. Right. When people do right, you don't feel it. Right. And anticipate. Yeah. The entire your entire class, you're sitting there to learning to anticipate what's what's going to yeah. happen. You hope for the best, but you got to prepare for the worst. And it's yeah. kind of it was kind of hard sometimes in that class because uh, one of the classes we have was club management. Yeah. Okay. Club management. Club management, and that's a very, it's a very vague term. So, <laughs> um, in Vegas, clubs can mean different things. You oh, know? I didn't even put that connection together. Right. So you can go to Tau or you can go to Cheetahs. Right. So there were a lot of women in the class, and okay. the group study groups were uh, the study groups we had at night were very exciting. Mm. You know. Yeah. Uh, but other than <laughs> the group projects. Uh, can we do a $1 t-shirt night? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're learning. Come up stuff. with a marketing campaign. Well, let's find the ATM, ATM machine first and then go to the <laughs> casino cage and then we'll see what we can do. Uh, fascinating stuff. We're going to come back to that. This yeah. is where I want to start with you, though. Okay. Uh, this is somewhere that we're just as, as a friend. I've always been real proud of this. You've always been uh, a funny guy, an entertaining guy. You love good jokes. We've been in wrestling rings together. Right. You, you eat good bits and all those kind of things. But I, am I wrong in saying that one of the things you wanted to always do was stand-up comedy? Yeah, absolutely. It's been in the yeah. back of my mind forever. Back of your mind forever. Absolutely. And then this is, I'm not going to, you know, we're of the same yeah. age. We're the same age. You're yeah. a little younger. God bless you. Right. But we're the same age. We're the same generation type thing. Back of your mind. Back mm-hmm. of your mind. You never did it. You never did it. Next thing you know, you, you decided, F it, I'm doing it. Yeah. I just literally went online, typed in uh, stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. gets, uh, got some Yelp reviews to make sure I wasn't got, getting robbed when I got there. Like a class. Like a, like yeah. a yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like a legitimate class. Right. Uh, the, the um, school that I go to mm-hmm. in, is in Burbank and was a yeah. former writer of The Tonight Show. Okay. Uh, and he had me up there mm-hmm. doing stand-up comedy probably within 15 minutes 
when I got there. Oh, that's interesting because I, I, I know a lot of comic friends of mine. Jody Miller comes to mind. Uh, Lou Santini has done some consulting. Yeah. Jody Miller's run classes. I think it's a valuable thing. Right. I think, yeah, there's some, there's some, hey, either you do it or you don't, or you're funny or not. I, I, I can understand that. But to actually have a story, it, it, it's valuable. And I've seen it. I've hosted these student shows. Jody does a great job. Yeah. But I like what you're saying because I also do feel get in the pool. Right. Yeah, just jump in the pool. I mean, part of yeah. it is, you know, some people come up with the jokes and do the writing. Yeah, yeah. Some people spend more time on the character and then they do the writing after. Right. Uh, with me, I don't, it's not much of a character thing. It's kind of who I am in the material. Okay. So I'm a overweight Jewish guy who likes sci-fi and, <laughs> <laughs> and loves Las Vegas. So there's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> Look, I'm, other than the Jewish thing, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, right. Love to my Jewish brothers and sisters. I'm yeah, saying, shalom, I'm Jewish. Shalom and keep it real. I am not Jewish. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> okay, so you you felt you had a crafted. Uh, this is fascinating. School of comedy talk because I have some listeners who uh, Zach Anderson. Shout out to Zach Anderson by Patreon. But he's trying comedy in Wisconsin. He's trying. He's doing it. That's but great. he's learning it. Uh, what was the 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 this this approach? Character versus writing. You felt you had your uh, point of view intact. Yeah, in place, I should yeah absolutely. I thought of what mm. I had to say. I thought because a lot of people, a lot of mm. comedians write from life experiences, what happened to them. Mm. Uh, they bring that into their sets. Right. So I look at I've had a I've had an incredible life. Mm. I mean, not I, everything from graduating in Las Vegas to those adventures to sure. you and I standing in a ring with Roddy Piper. Yeah. I mean, not many people can say they can no. do that. No. Um, so you take different things like that and you can even bring some of the wrestling aspect into the stand-up comedy, which a lot sure. of people do, but yeah. from a promoter and from a manager standpoint, uh, it could be yeah. completely, completely different vibe that you don't see, mm. you know, cause everybody can say, okay, well, you know, we're going to tell the standard wrestling joke. Wrestling fans are this way, but it's not about that. Mm. Uh, it's about who you work with and, yeah. and, and the fun that you have. This f- fantastic connection to, to wrestling right. characters, point of views. Yeah. I've, I've started teaching, um, podcast classes to youths, crazy youths at youths. the libraries. I did one test class, right? And I'm going to be doing more. That's great. And I try to teach that too, because I'm a shy guy. Uh, you put me at a party, <laughs> unless there's a rum and coke in my hand or whiskey, I'm a shy, shy guy. So almost standoffish to the point, but it's finding that character, that point of view, even if, uh, but you say, you know who you are, but to twist it and, and alter it, put it into, on stage, that's wrestling as well. Right. And it's funny you brought up the thing about being shy because mm-hmm. that's actually how I started my career in events. It's just being shy. It's being shy because I've had, <laughs> I had a Explain lot of, more. I will. Uh, I had a lot of anxiety at some okay. of these parties going out and I'm looking at the DJ and I'm like, this guy's having a better time than, than anyone <laughs> here. He's not standing about what he looks like. You know, he's just playing music and, yeah, yeah. and listen to what the people say. And the girls are coming to talk to him because they want to hear the Vanga boys. We like the party for the fifth time tonight. <laughs> So I thought that wasn't a bad angle. So it's a good way to go. Yeah. yeah. So I started, I started doing that and, um, it mm. felt, I felt more comfortable at the parties and right. then, uh, I was started off DJing and, uh, I liked it so much. I learned how to, uh, yeah. plan events and coordinate events from that point. From that point. And the kind of career started going on from there. What was the, are you, are you like me? Like just having something to do, feeling like you belong at these parties, weddings, events, as a DJ, and I'm just going back to the beginning, not where yeah. you are now. Is it just is it just simple as that? Calming your anxiety, in absolutely. Any, yeah, absolutely. It's calming the anxiety. I uh, feel like I'm actually accomplishing something to mm-hmm. the point. I mean, there is anxiety now. I mean, it, it does sure. it does come out now. Like uh, mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, when you're a guest at a party, yeah, you, you you know, you're not there to critique. You know, you've done a lot of events, so you just have to go. I'm here to have a good time. What's, what's the worst disaster you've ever had at, at a party? Okay. Uh, I was in Las Vegas, the Flamingo. This is an easy one. Uh-oh. It wasn't necessarily a disaster. So the mobs involved? Um, close <laughs> to that. I'll, I'll t- <laughs> <laughs> close to that. So um, I was working for a DJ company at the time. Okay. So they set everything up. They give me a call and they tell, all right, come down here. Um, so apparently they miss something with the lighting package was wrong sure. at the end. So I went to, cause I had to collect the check. You know, they made me do that too, which was so much fun. <laughs> uh, so I'm at the Flamingo on the second floor in their event center. Uh, the groomsmen are all pretty wasted out of their mind. Uh, so, uh, the, the groomsmen come at me. They just stand around me with the groom, with the, mm-hmm. the grooms right there. Yeah. 
And he goes, well, this isn't what we paid for. And I said, well, unfortunately, I need a check, you know, because we have a contract and this is kind of how it is. <laughs> it's you versus what, six guys? Pretty much. Okay. So right next to me, you know, we're right by the bar. You have a cummerbund on. You're just trying to. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? the, whole, the whole gimmick. <laughs> the whole the whole wedding, you know, the whole wedding. wedding. John Lovett's wedding singer Gary, Jay gimmick. Right. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, we're sitting there and the this two, must have been. 70, 80 year old bartender right. who's been there since probably Bugsy Siegel sure. opened this place <laughs> um, comes up and he goes, is there a problem here? And uh, they go, no, no, well, we're just, you know, trying to have a conversation with this guy. And yeah. uh, the bartender goes, well, um, you know, he works with us. So if there's a conversation to be had, um, maybe you should just pay the man or we have to have a conversation in a different way. <laughs> Now is he Alec Baldwin from from the cooler? <laughs> more like uh, Don Rickles in Casino. Oh, okay, okay. This yeah, more kind of like yeah. the guy behind the gun. Yeah. Know, <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, I'm not waiting for Sam Rothstein to come in. Yes. You know. Yeah. But uh, that's kind of code for something. Sure. You know, if you want to be able to open the car door with uh, with all your working digits. Yeah, with all your working digits. Yeah. It's probably yes, best to cut the check. So when we had that little bit of conversation, we knew what was going on. Probably yeah. the worst one after that would be I was at Mandalay Bay, uh, DJing there. That's where I'll be this weekend, kids. Mandalay Bay. Comedy. <laughs> Get your yeah. tickets now. Yeah. So Mandalay Bay, mm. uh, the uh, bride was pretty late. The groom was downstairs. We didn't yeah. know what was going on, but we also noticed the best man was missing. Uh-oh. So it got later and later, and then, um, well, we didn't really do the horror at the point. Yeah. There was really kind of no need. But uh, that's, this is why... Uh, Event companies get paid in advance. Yeah, yeah. Guaranteed contracts. Guaranteed contracts, four-hour <laughs> minimum, you know. In case your love falls apart before the altar or at before the cake is cut. You know, two hours hosted bar, then we'll switch to cash <laughs> you know, so we can get our money in. I mean, that's just, that's just those were probably the two craziest ones uh, that I can think of. I mean, you survived. You survived. I literally yeah. survived with the help of uh, like an 80 year old mobster, an 80 year old mobster. I mean, well, you got to understand with Vegas. I mean, yeah. the people who have worked there for so long. That's that's who take that's who gets taken care of. Yeah. And I, when I say taking care of, I mean, literally taking care of, not like taking care of, you know, I'll sweat every time we start my car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. So that that's a very different. For example, uh, when I first moved to Vegas, yeah. um, we my wife and I, she was my girlfriend at the time. Mm. We, uh, moved into this great apartment complex, uh, in West Las Vegas. This woman, uh, has been there forever. She used to be a cocktail waitress, all that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So we, she, you know, she tells me all of her stories. I got to get her on here sometime. (laughs) Like Sands, Sahara, Riviera. uh, Stardust was her, her place Mm. mainly. Uh, but, uh, so she liked what I was doing and, uh, you know, she liked my story and all that. And I wasn't a state resident at the time. So sometimes, you know, uh, when she was the leasing agent, you know, once in a while you kind of have to come up with some creative documentation, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that helps you become a uh, state resident. So that's how kind of people take care of people, you know, uh, out there, you know, just, Cut. you know, I got maybe low friends in high places, low friends, friends in high places. places. Good song to play at, a, at a wedding. Yes. Let's, yes. Let's go back to the another comments. one bites the dust. Another one. Uh, <laughs> do you have a list of songs that you sneak in just to, uh, Get your uh, own shots in. I've had songs where a bride will give, I've had lists where, where a bride will give me a literally three page list of songs that I'm only allowed to play. And in the order I'm allowed to play it. Sure. Now, sometimes they think, right. Yeah. Sure. Sometimes they think they know the crowd, but you know, Kenny G isn't exactly the one to get the people on the floor. <laughs> you know, Nickel Black got, Nick, was it Nickel Nickelback? Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah. Nickelback, God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> no, the greatest, greatest selling band of all time. No one wants to play here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rock, Rockstar could be entertaining after, you know, five, six, seven, <laughs> 18 beers. But, uh, you know, to get everybody on the dance floor, it's not as good as Baby Got Back or YMCA or Cha Cha Slide. You got to go to the classics. You got to the classics. You do. Let's go back to this comedy thing. Uh, I want to talk to you about what may, what, what kicked in to do it. And again, it's not like you're 80 and like, I'm going to get my shots in before I go. Right. You're a young man, yeah. but 
to it's intimidating in LA or New York or Chicago or a big city to go, you know, I'm going to try to do that thing in town. That's a full blown industry that I want to do. Right. And I've got a whole career. I've got a wife. I've got a, a dog to take care of. Yes. A great, a great dog. A nice wiener dog. Wiener dog. I love wiener dogs. Yes. Um, what, 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 take me to that moment. Something just popped into my head going, okay, I got a little bit of free time right now. Okay. Let's do something I've always wanted to do. You mm. know, I got the events on the weekends. Okay. Uh, this works out in my schedule. Let me see. Let me sit down and see if I can write a set. Let me see if I can write a good five minute set mm. of what's going on my, in my life and see if I'm entertained by it. And if I think it'll be entertained by it yeah. now, just growing up, everybody says, and this happens to so many people, you should do stand up comedy. You should mm-hmm. do comedy. You should do stand up comedy. And I've been told that all my life and a million other people have, Sure, but not many people get up on, get up on stage, whether it's a bringer show, yeah, yeah. which we've discussed in the past, right? or whether it could be a paid gig at the comedy store. Yeah. Just how, how far can you get? And do you, do you enjoy it? And, and you just kind of had this moment of either I do or I don't. Right. I do yeah. or I don't. Yeah. I do or I don't. Am I funny? Am I acting funny? Is it the wrestling gimmick? Is it yeah. something I can create? Is it, am I funny? Is what I'm thinking funny? Is it, is, or is it the perception of is myself? Is Aunt Mildred the one that thinks I'm funny or am I? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> does, does the perception of, you know, uh, of, of just myself on the outside think I'm funny right. or can I come up with stuff in addition to that? That is also, that that's also funny. That goes along with it. What would young Barry Cohen tell his uh, current uh, counterpart about getting on stage finally? Do it. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. That's my literally, I mean, the Nike stuff, I mean, just do it. That and Shia LaBeouf yelling, just do it is, is is, we can make jokes (laughs) about it, but like, that's it. Yeah. That's that's, the secret. That's the secret. Just getting up there. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether, you know, cause I remember we had, we had a friend of ours who just recently passed away, Mm -hmm. uh, in the wrestling industry Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, he helped out a lot of the shows. And one of the first times I ever did anything like that was he invited me to his party. Right. And our mutual friend Paul was there. Yeah. And he had me do joke, write jokes and do a five minute set at his party. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which was crazy to me. He goes, I want you to host my party. And I'm just yeah. like, all right, I'm used to hosting weddings and bar mitzvahs and stuff, but a party at a, we're, we're at cheesecake factory. I'm like, mm. All right, cool, cool. We got food, whatever. Um, <laughs> the, the key to any comics. The key to any <laughs> Drinking food. That's it. I'll I'll tell you though. I mean, when I, when I first got booked for that ringer show at the comedy store, I told you the proudest moment though, was when they actually gave me my first drink, you know, just, I was like, that's cool. All right. I I, I did. I haven't made it, but that's special. I know what you mean, but talk about that because you're on stage. I don't care. I don't, I know there's a, there's a pushback an understandable pushback in the comic, comic, comic industry in LA now against bringer shows. Right. And for those who aren't, you, you get booked on the show. You bring a crowd, you bring, you know, five of your friends. Right. And if you don't bring it, they might cut your stage time. It's not good. I've been charged uh, because I've had friends who just were like, I can't go to any more of your shows. Yeah. I had zero people show up and I had to charge again on stage. I, I'm I'm against the push against them. But I also think at my friend Brian Keith Etheridge once told me every show's a bringer show. Uh, I'm yeah. going to, I'm playing Vegas this weekend with Mark Ellis and Mandalay right. Bay. I have to get people to go because yeah. that's how the business works. Right. So I don't, and you're in another state. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> no I pressure. don't, uh, I don't slag on it completely though. I understand some of the problems with it. That aside, I don't, I, you doing the comedy store as part of a bringer show is still on stage at the comedy store. Exactly. You're and that's not how in a parking lot. You're not in a practice stage. Right. Exactly. That's how I looked at it. I mean, someone trusted me enough. And the first show I ever did, right. the first time I ever did anything like that was I was on the main stage, right? No, the right. store of, uh, of legends, no pressure there either. Yep. You know, whether it's an, you know, and as you do those shows, mm-hmm. you know, it's people kind of dwindled, sometimes dwindle, dwindle. Cause you've asked them to, like you said, how oh, many yeah. times. Yeah. So, so that being said, you, you do other things, but still it's a great confidence booster going, Oh, well I, I was here and I did yeah. this. I mean, if I told like going back, circling back to right. what would young Barry say, sure. you know, young non-Photoshop Barry say. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what I would say is, you know, in 20 years, mm-hmm. whether I don't care how you did it, right. You're on the main stage of the comedy store and look at, just look at it. who performed, yeah. The entire night. It's it's the same way I look at movies. Do you go to movies to have a good time or do you sit there and look at it looks like the JFK footage? <laughs>
You did it. Right. How did how did it affect how did doing this, taking this bath, and you're continuing to do it. It wasn't like you just did one time. You're right. going to this uh theater uh in here in Burbank where you do right. a lot of shows. You actually um got me booked on uh, uh the, that little uh, late night talk yeah. show they do. Right. Uh with uh Joe, right? Jo- Joe Duncan. Joe yeah. Duncan. Joe yeah. Duncan. Um real fun time. Yeah. So how does it feel to continue to do it and has it changed you? It it's given me a lot more confidence in, in just different things. Okay. Uh, public speaking. I mean, mm. I've, I've done public speaking, but it's public speaking in a different way. It's yeah. more of uh, keeping the captive audience. Cause when, when you DJ, you know, you're going to, you're going to do maybe a, a, a one or two lines, you know, right, maybe right. a joke here and there. Um, after that, you know, you just play the song. Yeah. And then you don't interrupt the song. You know, I, I know that you talk over the music. You know, I, 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 no one wants that at a wedding. No, no one. We no. don't want Barry Cohen. No, no. Uh, talking at our wedding. We no. Play the damn chicken play, song. Yeah, play the chicken dance <laughs> and then you, you know, say something after that. Someone yeah. loses their car keys, I'll make an announcement. There you go. But, <laughs> There's a chance for humor. Right, right. Car key humor. YMCA. If anyone has a green Jaguar, please, <laughs> with license plate number. So, so confidence. Yeah, just, confidence. Uh, I, I mean, just yeah. build confidence. It just built confidence going, I can do this. I can, uh, just go out and, and do yeah. things a little more. Um, I think I'm pretty good at what I do. <laughs> Great, man. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen your straight set yet. I've seen right. you know, some of the, the hijinks over there for the show. Yeah. I'm curious to see that. Um, but, uh, you know, you, I know you've, I've known you long enough. You've had some dizzying heights and you've had some dizzying lows. Yes. Uh, we, as we all do. Um, and I think from a distance when I, when I first saw uh, probably on Facebook, like you do, and I was like, good for the, good for you. Thank you. Good for you. Because I know it's something you've talked about doing. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you have any influences growing up comedian wise? Uh, John Lovitz. I mean, Lovitz. Yeah. Lovitz. I mean, the critic. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, not just cause we have the same body type. I mean, you've seen the picture. There's a picture <laughs> of me and him where we look, it was actually random. We were at the John Lovitz comedy club yeah. and we were both Rest randomly, in peace. right. And we, right. And we were both wearing, uh, the same Charlie Sheen style shirt. Yeah. yeah. So I walk up to him and I'm like, do you know my mom? And then he just starts cracking up. <laughs> so we, we took a picture backstage and it's like, like, you yeah. know, I've been on Facebook 10 years and every time yeah. I put that up, I at least get like 80 likes <laughs> in the, you know. the power of love. Yeah. The power of love. is definitely one of them. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Uh, you remind me of a Dangerfield guy. And there's another guy who started late. Right. Oh, he changed late. everything late. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I love listening. I, I love listening to Kennison. I mean, I can watch him in back to school. Yeah. yeah. That same scene over and over again with them. What is, uh, what would you describe your style like more? Is there any direct influence other than love? It's, but love is as a standup is a little bit different than love. is a sketch. Yeah. Comic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he does a little bit of that on stage too, but I kind of try and go with my own style okay. rather than, you know, uh, I, I would say kind of like a, like a people have said like, you're the illegitimate child of John Lovitz and Jay Leno. You know, I get that too. That's an image. I also don't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> you're a beautiful man, but yeah, I don't have so as much. many cool cars. But, yeah. yeah you know, I mean, I, I watched Jay Leno growing up. And, uh, you like, I, you like late night stuff. I do. I mean, I, I used to go to the tonight show all the time. My uh, dad mm. uh, had some friends uh, that he worked with uh, who got us tickets all the time. So yeah. you know, probably every other month we would go watch a uh, tonight show with Jay Leno taping. Uh, which would be great. So we'd be, you know, I'd be there and Howard Stern would be there and then mm. we'd be there and uh, just, I mean, he had so many people go through there, but yeah. I mean, he was probably the one I watched the most in Howard Stern. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You love that Stern stuff. I, I do, do too. I do. I do. I mean, just anyone who can, do you love just, just what, what is it? Just pushing the envelope, pushing, pushing the envelope and anybody, I mean, I, I used to watch that as a kid at being like 10 years old and they would have it on <laughs> channel nine and I would watch right. K Cal yeah, and I would watch stuttering John who, mm. who does a podcast. And I've actually a good guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And he would go into, they would record him going into the shopping mall while John Tesh was playing a, a right. uh, John Tesh was playing like a nice song. And then suddenly you'd see stuttering John just like go over the balcony and yell blonde Frankenstein. <laughs> now to me, <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> I, I like the disruptors like that. Sure. You know, I mean, sure. going you know, in the celebrity interviews and he just, he was just very creative. I mean, just in, in what he did interviewing Richard Simmons and two of his, we'll just call them customers. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, you know, and having a, a, a 20 pound Turkey, you know, fly down from the ceiling to see if deal a meal works. Right. 
Right. It's probably to me one of the best moments in the history of television. <laughs> it's influenced you in many ways possible. What would a right. Barry Cohen show be like? A stage show, you know. Probably interviews. Yeah, okay. I mean very similar to a late night show. Very similar. Very similar to a late Barry night Cohen show. middays. Yeah. So that yeah. I, I would say um not not Chevy not near Chevy Chase. Yeah. Not as good as you know Leno or Fallon, but somewhere near there. somewhere <laughs> somewhere near there. That's a good barometer. Yeah, Chevy Chase's six weeks on air for Fox, Pat Sajak, around that time. You know, yeah, I, I mean, for kicks, yeah. I I typed in the Chevy Chase Theater in Google Maps, and it didn't pop up. <laughs> it's very sad. I, I love the man, though. I mean, that guy's great. Uh, Chase, yeah, I you know he's he's got he's prickly for sure. Oh yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I remember the late night. It's so funny you bring up the late night wars. Mm-hmm. Because that started with 92 range, right? 92, right. 93. Um, Letterman, Leno. Right. And then Fox just goes with Chevy Chase. Right. I put my money behind Chase. You did. Because I'm an old SNL guy. Right. I loved I Letterman, it. but I was like, I'm going with Chevy. Right. What do you, you think of Rivers? Because they had her on as a guest host on Fox. Joan, before. yeah, I remember. And then, yeah, she pissed off Carson by right. going, uh, I love Joan Rivers. Right. All incarnations. Uh, rest in peace, Joan. All yeah. even the crazy e fashion days, even the early day. I think she's a. Um, I mean, marvelous Miss Maisel's uh, kind of. I think loosely inspired some of her. Career. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So I love that. But yeah, yeah. No, I love Joan Rivers. Um, and what was the? Uh, she is a radio host for a while too. I think uh, still going. Uh, Stephanie Miller had a late night show, talk show for a while. Yeah, she was interesting at the time. Um, but yeah, I chose Chase in six weeks. Gone. Yeah, that show's I, wrong. I was uh, show's wrong. People. And Arsenio was great too. Well, Arsenio was yeah, you know what? And and he's overlooked uh, yes. because he was syndication, right? Uh, probably some other bigger reasons he was overlooked. Any, some social that, reasons. Yeah, uh, he killed it. Any anybody who can do an entire three to five minute segment on TV with an interview, Jason Voorhees, who doesn't speak a word, right? Is a freaking genius. I think Arsenio. When you when you write the history of late night. I think Arsenio, I mean, he pressured some of the changes in the biz. Right. NBC is looking at Arsenio. Remember the SNL sketch, Carsenio, and when Dana Carvey's doing Johnny Carson trying to be, that's a play on, and that pissed off Johnny. Yeah. He was so ha- unhappy about SNL doing that. Right. But yeah, because Arsenio comes along and just changes the game. I, I mean, I grew up on on uh, Zucker Brothers movies more than Monty Python and things like that. I mean, so, I, grew, I love Python, but you know what? Don't take away anything with the Zucker Brothers. Right. Oh, fried movies. Right. Uh, I mean, I look great. at Airplane and I yeah. look at Naked Gun. I mean, those are definitely, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Those are definitely inspirations on that. I, I, I don't think we've ever discussed that, but it, that I could see Barry Cohen, a young Barry Cohen, like in uh, Police Squad. Well, yeah. <laughs> in the files of Police Squad, From naked gun. Of, yeah, yeah, another one they'll probably remake. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I mean, I look at that and I look at like the sketch shows. We were talking about the sketch shows. I mean, yeah. most, you know, like you said, you grew up with an SN- SNL. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of that, but I watched more in Living Color. Oh, that yeah. TV. And I mean, yeah. look who came out of that. And I'm not saying one's better than the other, but no, no. I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll take Jim. Age. Yeah. I'll take, uh, you know, men on film yeah. and put that up against anything they're doing on the Trump stuff on SNL currently right now yeah, yeah. Being, being just as, if not more entertaining, oh, yeah, I don't controversial, forget. but uh, you know, that's the, just how I think the, uh, the clown sketch, uh, Damon Wayans, uh, right. Yeah. yeah uh, homie the clown, homie the clown. And then, uh, yeah, fire. I had a fire marshal bill shirt in junior high. That's awesome. Cause that was cool. Yeah. Cause that was cool. Walked around in a fire marshal bill shirt. That, that was so great about like when I watched Sonic the Hedgehog last week. Okay? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm watching that movie and I'm hmm. sitting there going, I'm having the time of my life because yeah. it's 1990s Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. He's back. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's him. And he's, and he's so bonkers in a thoughtful, insightful way. Right. 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 <laughs> he's something else. Right. It's not that, you know, he's not trying to be dramatic yeah. or playing anything like that. Number mm-hmm. 23, where he's yelling out the number 23 throughout right, right. the entire movie. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it was as bad as Poltergeist three where they yell Carol Ann 112 <laughs> times. All right. So, Hey, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, that's just, what, what do you put into your comedy? I'm I'm going through this right now too. I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I just am prepping for my set in Vegas. Like right. I'm taking a part of the set out and putting something new in because I watched okay. some tape. I thought it was working, and I, I I watched some tape from DC, and I was like, eh, it's not ringing true for me. I'm not there yet. Right. Uh, I've, what What do you put into your your bits and jokes? 
from from you like what, me? what is you your life story what get what 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 things have you overcome or what what problems you struggle with how do you approach okay, putting that into a, a humorous form i had yeah i mean any anything that's mm. wrong with me or anything i can think of <laughs> on stage for example a uh, big one, bucket of wrong okay for example uh, i had an injury at work okay where uh, i literally crushed my hand in a freight elevator okay how I did think, that feel um not too good. I mean, the Percocet was fantastic. Can, can we go? Can we relive this? Yeah. I'm not trying to make you no, cry okay. or have fan no, no, pains. No, no, we're not. That, I'm not doing that gimmick here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the moment you, a freight elevator door hurts you, what do you think? Uh, well, I, I, I didn't think anything of it because you don't really feel it until later. You know, I look at it and my hand is the size of the Stay Puft Marshmallow right. Man's hand. And you do, you're a huge fan of Ghostbusters, so you might have thought that was a good thing. I, I am. And, you know, yeah. for some cosplay, it would have been fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, this was December and, right, you right. know, and uh, it's not good for Hanukkah. So, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah my hand is enormous okay. and uh, the thing, I couldn't move my fingers. And then we go there and they go, well, you broke your hand. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I have a set at the comedy store in two days. This is going to be fun. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, how do I do that? Where my hand, I mean, we're on, we're on a podcast. You can't really see, but my hand. He's you know, waving his hand as if his like fingers 40, are. Right, right. So, so it's in a cast and okay. you, you can see it's in a cast and it's moving at a uh, outward, let's just say outward, upward motion. Okay. It vaguely. Nineteen thirty-seven. Germany, unfortunately, Germany unfortunately, invades Poland. Right, nineteen thirty-nine. Right, right. Germany invades Poland. Right, right. So a yeah. group of people who would not yeah. be fan, uh, who would not be a fan <laughs> of the uh, Hanukkah holiday. Let's just yes, say that. Okay. So I, I, I walk on because you know, you're in one on of those super cast. Right. You're, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So I walk on stage and I said, you know, I was really nervous to come here tonight, but mm. I don't think I'm the first person on the stage that took Percocet before they came. <laughs> okay, so that got a big laugh. Yeah. Big laugh, and it's yeah. the truth. So I said, also, I want you to know my last name is Cohen and I broke my hand two days ago. So this motion has nothing to do with anti-Semitism <laughs> or anything. That got a good laugh, too. I mean, it's little things Seems like that. It's just little things like that. I mean, those are just, you mm -hmm. know, a joke here or two. But, um, you know, like when I was unemployed. OK, I drove sure. I drove Uber. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. put a pin in that. But yes. Yeah. OK. So I drove Uber mm -hmm. and I learned so much just by driving around yeah. and I was able to as much as I didn't like doing it, mm -hmm. I was able to practice my set on people in the car. <laughs> OK. And that's what I was. That's what I was. How doing. many. OK. How many times did your rating go up or down? Up. up. It went up. It went up when I started doing it. When it started doing it. I was, yeah. I think uh, when I was done, I was at a four point eight five. 4.85 out of five. Okay. So that's pretty good. Okay. And then I think I made a wrong turn somewhere like sure. before I was done. So it might've be at a 4.8. I, 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 uh, I don't get in a car if it's lower than 4.8. Oh, don't, 4.8. I'm fine. 4. Yeah. If, if anything lower than 4.8, you're going to end you, up in commerce. You get surprised. Whether you like it or not. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, things, things like with Uber, you learn, I mean, you know, I talked about the celebrity voices on Uber. Okay. okay. So, they give you know they tell you can use Waze or you can use uh, Google Maps. I used to sure. use Waze because yeah. they would always have like Shack and, and different things. So I always tell them, I said, well, you know, I save a lot of time using the Michael Jackson GPU <laughs> GPS voice uh, because when I use the Michael Jackson GPS voice, I'm automatically 500 yards away from a school. <laughs> okay, so that that that's a good. How one many too. people got out of the car? Uh, one person, uh, yeah, threw himself out of the car. <laughs> threw himself out. Yeah, of the car. I, I don't do. There's your point five. Right. <laughs> I don't do political stuff too much, but I, you know, one of the other ones I did was, mm -hmm. uh, I, I try not to use the Kellyanne Conway one too much. Cause I always get to an alternate destination, <laughs> you know? So that one, that one, that one, your rating could have gone way up. Depends on who's in the car or where you, if you're picking Santa Clarita right. up, maybe down for some reason in orange County, when I do the <laughs> joke, it goes it down in down. LA County, it goes up. <laughs> what, uh, I, I remember you did the Uber thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's an interesting point because from a serious point, I know, I know, yeah, you had struggled with some employment opportunities for a while. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, I, I know a lot of, you can make good money, Uber, Lyft, whatever. But I, I think for you to, to get to that point to provide, it's a very honorable, I've got to do this right. type of thing. Well, good friend of mine and says, yeah. uh, told me whatever you can do to get off the couch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Were you down and out? Because oh, because you the event managing stuff that it can come and go. Oh, absolutely, it could come and go. And like you I, were down for a while. I was down for a while. I was working uh, when I was on the upside. I was working for Nissan at the time uh, right. as their oh, yeah, special yeah. event coordinator for LA and Las Vegas. Right. So I helped helped There's roll that out Vegas thing mm -hmm. again. I helped roll out the Ultima. I helped roll out uh, 
the Ultima and then the Pathfinder okay. for uh, like 2012, 2013. Right. So right. that was a great gig that was going on for a while. So I had my own car uh, that they gave me. Uh, it just was, a, I was going doing events, producing events for them. It was a great, great gig that kind of slowed down for, a, and then that slows down for right, a while. Right. So um, in addition to that, we were actually out of our house um, about a year after that because of the Porter Ranch gas leak. Oh, yeah. So that yeah. being, that yeah, that's being right. You were in a hotel for a while. I was in a hotel. Now that's <laughs> well, a whole nother thing. You're getting some punches to the gut here. Oh no, yeah. 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 But unfortunately I made it work for me because being in a hotel, mm. they, they go, where do you, do you want to stay? And I said the Hilton universal and I had a season pass to universal. So, you know, <laughs> Harry Potter was fun to ride. A lot of wands. You have a lot of wands in your collection. Most people now. go to Fat Burger down the hill. I went and go eat at Krusty Burger. I mean, whatever works. <laughs> I would do that. Oh, oh Krusty hell Burger yeah. is amazing. If I'm a walking distance to Krusty Burger and I have a pass, oh, yeah. that's dinner, it's a lunch. Oh, and they have the shuttle or you can yeah. walk. And then, yeah. I mean, I have the AMCA list. I would, yeah, <laughs> I would, yeah, I would try to walk to justify it in my own head, but that's a that's a good plan. We had the dog in the hotel room. Oh, that's I mean, beautiful. But yeah, I mean, you get knocked... <laughs> You get knocked down with that and yeah. you just, what can I do? And that's kind of when, right around when that was ending, um, when we were in the hotel was when I started to yeah. get my feet wet in the stand of comedy stuff. And I started researching and I started yeah. writing everything down and I go, well, how can I make this, how, how can I make this experience work? Mm. And it's also ex- express myself where it's not so bottled up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, again, I, I got to imagine, you know, I remember even 2018 when I'm out of Collider and I'm home and I'm jobless and I'm trying to figure it out. That led me to my decision to like, all right, I, I gotta. I've always wanted to write a book. I'm finally going to do that. Right. You, you, you kind of probably uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Kind of maybe found found yourself a little bit in this downside of of I losing start- your identity because whether you want to believe it or not, you lose your job. It's sometimes your d- identity. Absolutely. And I started watching movies I love. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I, saw, I, I looked at uh, Amazon. I saw my favorite movies on there yeah. that were in my queue. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to make myself laugh and make myself happy. So I put on the Kentucky Fried movie. Yeah, I love I, it. Yeah. Right. You know, I put on Amazon Women on the Moon. Right. I put on I mean, Repossessed, which I think is very underrated with Leslie Nielsen and Bobby Logan. What's up? All right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, I look at that yeah. and I just have a great time. And I look at those movies going, they're so st- they're so slapstick. They're so funny. How could right. you sit there and not laugh at that? Yeah. So, and that kind of brought me, I'm like, and it brings you out of a hole a little bit. Sure. And then sometimes, you know, like I'll watch our wrestling videos. Right, right. I'll watch online. I'll watch you kicking my ass in the middle of the ring. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch, you know, our friend Phil do that. I'll yeah. watch some of the promos that I've done. And I'll go, you know what? I, I've done some pretty good stuff. Let's let's step out off the couch for a little bit. Yeah. Take a take a shot. Yeah. But in the meantime, you go support yourself, support your wife, support your family, support your dog. Right. Your wonderful dog. dog. Yes. Uh what's your dog's name again? It's Schmoopy. Schmoopy. Jewish right. name. Yeah. Uh and it's a perfect name for, yes. for the dog. Yes. Um you go, you do the super thing. Um mm-hmm. I mean, you you're doing weddings and you're doing uh Uber. Yeah. You were seeing a lot of society. Up I was close in person. Oh, absolutely. There were times where uh, I would be in Calabasas just driving people around, you mm-hmm. know, from Topanga Mall to uh, their house. And then there are times where it was Saturday at 11 o'clock at night where uh, I pick up the uh, 18th Street Bloods. <laughs> and I kid you not. Yeah. And, you know, they they would tell me, do not follow that car in front of you or we're going to get shot. <laughs> so <laughs> you're just like, I'm Barry Cohen well, here's what from I, Porter Ranch. Right. And, and they were the 18 street bloods in my car. And, and you know, okay. at the time I'm driving my, my uh, Honda. Yeah. So I said, you know, I think we're cool. They go, why? I said, well, my car is black. I think we're fine. Uh, so okay. yeah. And you're in one piece. I went, yeah. No bullet holes. No, okay. you know, they were cool. I mean, we, yeah. we talked about it, you know, uh, fortunately I got a good rating and, you know, uh, I shut off the GPS right after, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, and, uh, fortunately, uh, I was not wearing a blue shirt Okay, because if I was wearing, that's the that's thing that's not a good thing. No, that's the okay. thing that Uber doesn't tell you on the GPS is what gang territory you're in. They should. They should update. I mean, I should be driving I used to have a gang map. I used to have a gang map from my old office. I'll share it with okay, you. Okay, good, yeah. good. Cause like if I'm driving and it says in, uh, in 0.3 miles, uh, make a right on Parthenia, by the way, you're going to be in the Crips district. Yeah. Or if that would be nice. Yeah. Bryant street, uh, gang and, uh, off Parthenia in, in Tampa. Yeah. That's Uber, the, Uber does yeah. not cover a sh- uh, shooting. Yeah. You know, you back into somebody at a Burger King, you're covered drive by shooting. Not nope. so much. That's nope. a shame. It's very sad. Damn Uber. And Lyft. And Lyft. Did you do both? I did both. I did What's Uber Eats three times and I was done. Well, 
I always order. What's what's bad about that? Why did you pull off the food? Okay, Uber Eats. For, you make no money because there's always law of supply and demand. Okay. So on Uber and, and Lyft, if you're taking somebody for a ride, if you're doing the morning rush, you're going to get more money. Now right. Uber Eats is very standard, and there's no demand on it. So even during lunchtime, you're going to make the same amount as you would at three in the afternoon. So there really was no point, okay. you know. So when I went to North Hollywood to drop something off in Northridge, yeah. you know, and made eight dollars, I knew that uh, that just wasn't, wasn't great. Enough. But you know, for Uber though, I mean, one time I picked somebody up at Hollywood and Highland. And then drove them to Disneyland and made 120 bucks for an I've hour. I've heard of these stories. Yes. And I have a Disney annual pass. So I had lunch there, did my instant yeah. you know, transfer of money, yeah. transfer of money, got, had lunch at uh, Disney and, uh, went on a ride and then, uh, and then just got some rides back and I had a great time. I had an Uber driver who said he drove all the way up to Seattle or somewhere. And she was a little bonkers. She drove, okay. they went to San Diego and then went all the way up to Seattle. He got hotels. He stayed along the way. She kind of just, something was going on. Yeah. He did it and he got paid and we talked about it. That's and, great. Uh, what is that conversation like? Do you know when you get the call? You're well, in Hollywood. Right. Which is a t- Hollywood Highland, downtown Hollywood, tourist central. And going to Disneyland. What they have a, You don't know. In, well, at my time. Yeah. Back in my day. Get off my lawn. Back in my <laughs> day. Uber was the, a wagon. They didn't tell you until you swiped that you were there. So nowadays they tell you because of this whole uh, independent contractor versus uh, yeah. employee thing. Yeah. So that being said, they don't uh, – now they tell you. So now I would know, but before I could pick somebody up at CSUN yeah. and take them to Santa Barbara and not know until I pick them up. Two-hour drive. Two-hour drive. And, and that then, really screws up your day. And then look, I don't care any money you make. Yeah, but like I don't care. You get, you get them in a car. You're not going to be like, get out. Right. But the worst was Uber Pool. Have you ever done Uber Pool? I'm not. A, I know. Okay. You know why? Because it's tough enough to share a car with a stranger. Now, right. I would have loved to have you been my driver. You could have uh, done your Howard Stern inspired jokes and been okay. Uh, <laughs> done, you, done your Don Rickles humor, which I love. And then uh, we would have a good conversation. <laughs> but it's already tough enough. Right. To, the, the driver is a stranger. I don't want two or three other people in the damn car with me. No, no. That I don't know. No, I mean, that, and that's the thing. How do you introduce? I mean, you know, yeah. this is. Uh, this is Bob. He's going to be riding you, you know, to your, um, uh, to your place of work at the elementary right. school. You know, I <laughs> yeah. don't have a background check on this individual, but yeah. you know, if you'd like to sit up front, you're more than welcome. You're more than, to, welcome, to, you're more than welcome to, you know, if, uh, you know, you feel scared, blink three times. Yeah. yeah. Let <laughs> I, me know. I, right. Right. Let I, mean, me know. I don't know how those conversations Bob's work. getting out first. Right. Uh, fortunately I haven't had that happen on the Uber pool, but I tried not to do it, but yeah. I'm just, I mean, kudos to everybody who's doing it. All right. Well, yeah. Some are making great living. Some, some are surviving. Are. Seems some like are. you were doing a little bit of both. I was doing both. I was doing, mm-hmm. I was promoting myself, promoting my comedy, right. doing all that, you know, and I was proud to do it. Uh, you've emerged from some of this. You've, you're back working. You got a good gig. Uh, you are doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel now? I, you know, Without, uh, you know, you and I are both in that uh, fourth decade of living. We'll yes. just say that. Yeah. Uh, how did, how does that feel? How does it feel to kind of be accomplishing some stuff, doing some things you always wanted versus the 20s and 30s where you weren't getting there? Or you're doing other things or your life is going this way or that way? I'm just taking it. I think I take things more day by day now. Yeah, yeah. And I just take more experience by experience rather than, which is weird coming from an event planner. But, um <laughs> I, I just look at, you know, different projects. Life's it, not a wedding ceremony. Barry. Right, right. There's not 90 more minutes until yeah. until the buffet or, or the, until the uh, cocktails come. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I just look at day by day, look at the cool stuff that I've done and how I can expand on that. That's that's a, I like that approach. It's a real healthy approach. Taking stock. Um, yeah, funny. You mentioned Roddy Piper. You and yeah. I, uh, we were part of Millennium Pro Wrestling 2010. We got to work some shows with Piper. Absolutely. Uh, and and there's days when I've been really down and out or depressed or not feeling like I've done anything. And I just go, what what would 14-year-old Ken tell himself? Right. And, and I look at that, too. And it's like, you know, if I'm ever down about myself or anything like that, I just think, you know, I'll call him. I just look at that footage. Yeah. That I'll look at it online and going, you know we got to hang out with one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. Okay. Not, and I'm not talking about just one show. Yeah. I'm talking about a couple other times. Like we, yeah. you know, when we saw him and, uh, that one convention that we were at, at yeah, yeah. uh, uh, the, the Hilton, Russell, the Hilton, the, the Russell, Hilton. Russell reunion. Yeah. The Russell reunion. Down by LAX, when, yeah. yeah. When we brought in Sonny and did all, Sonny, yeah, yeah, she did all the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, we but, won't get uh, into that yeah, one, yeah, no, no. But uh, no, I, and just like how how inspiring he was because yeah. one of the things I was so nervous the night of the first show, as oh, everybody yeah. would know, and you know, I, I told him, I said, I, I just not sure I'm going to go through this. You know, and with everything going on, he grabs me by the shoulder, puts his arm around me, going, "You know what, Barry? You know what, Champ? You don't quit. Yeah. No matter what you do, no matter how things get really bad, you don't quit." Mm. And that's mm. I've heard that advice, and then I actually got great advice, non MPW related, but through wrestling, through Jesse Ventura. Okay, okay. So I was at a book signing, and I met uh, Governor Jesse Ventura, and one thing he said, like. I, I actually lost my lost. Uh, it was right around when I lost the job. Yeah. Uh, and it was the next day, literally the next day. And I go meet Jesse Ventura and he goes, you know, as bad as things can get, um, as bad as it looks, if you th- can't think it won't get any better any other day in your life, mm-hmm. when you're at that point, right. that just means no matter what, it's going to get better. Oh yeah. So, and I'm thinking you're, you're right. You're right. And then did he charge you $30 for a signed copy of his book or 25? <laughs> And shipping, which was really weird because it was at an event. <laughs> That's no, awesome, no. though. Yeah, Je- no, no, Jesse was cool. Jesse, yeah, Jesse was cool. I mean, he, did, he great life lessons for great, pro great life lessons. I mean, his books, his mm-hmm. books are amazing, and Piper's books. I mean, yeah. Piper wrote books too, and he's got a great story. Yeah, you know, rest in peace, Piper. Yeah, we love uh, you. And Jesse Ventura, rest in peace. Uh, his sanity, <laughs> sometimes I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I love the governor. I, I love the governor. He's, the weather machines. He's, he's the whole thing. He is on a. He's on another level sometimes. Mm-hmm. In the time we have remaining, I yeah. think I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about pro wrestling. That's where Absolutely. we met. You were helping putting uh, shows together. I met you. Yeah, Two thousand one was when I met you. That's the, right. Uh, doing the Millennium Pro Wrestling shows uh, out there in uh, Fallbrook area, yeah. L.A. Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chats. Worth, uh, oh, we've been all around. See me, yes. Valley, Moore Park, everywhere. We have been in the ring together. I've uh, beaten you up with a dreidel. That's true. A very large dreidel. Um, yes. Where did you love for pro wrestling start? Um, probably the 1991 Royal Rumble. 91, I was, right? I was at my. I think that's okay. the one that uh, Hogan won. Yeah, because Flair won 92. Two. Flair won 92 when he right. was in the ring for almost an hour. Right. And he came in fifth. It's not I fair think. to Flair, yeah. I love fair to Flair. I mean, the bottom, yeah. you know, uh, but uh, that's where I looked at it. I was at my uncle's house and I really didn't watch wrestling too much before mm. that. And then I just watched that and I was watching the whole thing and I was just watching this is the greatest show I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, as a kid. And then I started watching from there and then I started watching older tapes and yeah. different things like that. Um, and then just, you know, I've watched probably every pay-per-view in the 90s. Yeah. You know, just like everyone else. But uh, that's literally where it started. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always rooted for the bad guy. I, I, You're a good guy. Why, I'm why a good guy. I don't know. I loved Earthquake, Ric Flair. Ooh, yeah. You know, I Earthquake, love, underrated villain. Underrated villain. John Tenta. What he, you know, uh, mm. you know, mm. yeah, just, John Tenta. Yeah, as Earthquake. I'm not talking about like yeah. um, the shark. I'm talking about Earthquake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Not right. Avalanche. Avalanche or whatever. Yeah. It's like Brutus shark Beefcake. Boy, whatever. Well, shark Brut- Brutus Beefcake. Beefcake, who we've also worked Oh, yeah. With. Yeah. Can we say the story? What you taught Brut- Brutus Beefcake to do? The great, legendary pro wrestler, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Which, which, which I'm trying to remember. You, which you actually have taught, haven't you taught two legends? Yes. Okay. So share these stories okay, real so quickly here. I, I am the one who taught Bob Orton senior how to text. Mm-hmm. Okay. So at that event we were at at the Hilton. Yeah. Um, and I, I, well, Bob started, Orton. Yeah. Bob Orton junior. Junior. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bob senior, Orton junior. Randy Orton's father. Randy Orton's father. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I'm sitting there with our, our friend Paul yeah. and Piper and yeah, me, it's myself, Paul. Paul Orndorff was around the table at the time, or was that an next breakfast? That was the next breakfast. Next breakfast yeah, right. he wasn't there, but we did have a great chat with him. Right, too. right, right. That was right around when he was battling cancer. Yeah. Um, and I actually just watched, it's funny you say that, I just watched a clip with him at uh, Hulk Hogan's birthday where he comes out, and yeah. that's one of my favorite moments, because I actually sat and talked with him about what he went through. But oh, yeah. uh, back, to, uh, back yeah. to the text. So he just got a new phone, and it was right. uh, like a, one of the early galaxies or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And he so it's around 2010, 2011 yeah, range, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. And he didn't know how to use it. Okay. And he he goes, well, do you know how to use this thing? And I said, well, let me take a look at it. And I'm like, well, who are you trying to text? And he's showing me the numbers. And it's numbers of like Randy Orton and Ric Flair and like their personal <laughs> numbers. And he's telling me what to, what, to, what to say to them. And I'm sitting there texting. And then 
I said, well, do you want me to, sh-, you know, instead of me, you know, texting them, do you want me to show you how to use it? And then he, I was showing him and after 10 minutes that, and he goes, um, and I'm paraphrasing because yeah, yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I was in the main event at effing WrestleMania one. I don't need to know how to do this SH. <laughs> okay. And I, and I just like, and you then, taught Bob Orton had a text to I, son, Randy Orton. I did. And Ric Flair. So, and then yeah. last year, Ric Flair. last year when we were in Vegas, he yeah. was there. I don't okay. know if you remember seeing yeah. him. So at, he was there. Call, you and I sometimes we go to Cauliflower Alley Club in right. Las Vegas every mm-hmm. year. Yeah, which we'll be at again. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I saw him there and I told him the story, and yeah. he goes, I, "You know, I remember that. That has to be right because it sounds like something I would say." <laughs> you know, the guy wouldn't know me from a police lineup. You know, after yeah, ten yeah. years, but you know, he knew me from that story. Right, and he goes, "Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. I know who you." Are. <laughs> so I said, "That's yeah. you know uh, that that's amazing." And then with beefcake. And, you know, I don't want to embarrass him too much, but he was working the show, yeah. which was part fine. He was right. being paid well for the show. Right. But you taught him, uh, if I remember right, you taught him how to pay his rent, right? Um, transfer his rent. <laughs> yeah. So there. Because you most, were kind of his handler for that day. Yeah. I've, I've been handlers. I've, I've, I've been a handler for Tammy Sitch. I've yeah. been a handler for Brutus Beefcake, for Piper, even mm-hmm, on, on certain mm-hmm, occasions mm-hmm. that we've done. Uh, Shane Douglas thought I was his handler. Right. Remember that at a convention. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, he great guy, great guy, but you know, uh, he thought, I I mean, I knew everything about the event. I wasn't working the event. Sure. I wasn't doing anything with the event, but for some reason he kept asking me questions about the event after and just like when we were talking, he he would come up and ask me a question going, do you know what time this signing is? And I said, I mean, he thought I was the promoter and I wasn't. There you go. A good event coordinator just looks uh, the part. uh, Looks. uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh no yeah so with back to the uh, beefcake, beefcake yeah. or, or the booty man or however yeah yeah that's know, right or the disciple uh <laughs> so uh yeah he was uh i picked him up from a, a convention appearance he was having right and uh he had cash at the time and just needed to pay some bills and wasn't sure how to make that happen so i took him to the porter ranch wells fargo <laughs> and uh, just kind of showed him how to do uh, deposit that. money and wire transfer to your, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, you know, it's, but it's, 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 it's a little bit of a buzz kill. Yeah. You know, well, WrestleMania nine, I was there and <laughs> you were, you were at WrestleMania nine. I've Wrestle- seen the photos. Yeah. WrestleMania nine and 12. I'm all over those videos. Yeah. You are at WrestleMania nine for the right. I have some wrestling fans when giant Gonzalez comes out, right? Yeah. Okay. Don't you, you saw you, that one. You have yeah. an interaction with him, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So, I'm at, I'm, I'm at the aisle side. Yeah. And then there's this kid next to me and takes a smack at him. Okay. And right. one thing you know about wrestling, don't and do when wrestlers that. come down the aisle. You do not touch them. I don't yeah. care if they're face. I don't care if they're heel, if they're managers, yeah. if they're uh, anything or, or if they're agents, you, yeah. no matter what you, you know, tie your hand, think of your hands from tying your back, you know, yeah. don't go beyond it's that rail wrestling okay. in a strip club. No touching. <laughs> but, uh, but uh yeah so this kid slaps the giant gonzalez mm-hmm. and then the, he thought it was me mm. he turns around and just towers over me you, you know he has to like seven seven right the yeah, camera's yeah. right on him and you know he, mm. he's thinking you know god knows what he's thinking you yeah. know and i'm sure i'll see and i'll see him walking around the casino after yeah you know i mean I, i've been gambling in vegas since i was 15 so sure. I mean, it didn't, <laughs> didn't matter Fun. But there was that. And then WrestleMania 12 actually was a cool story because um, I went by myself as all cool, cool um, yeah. 18 year olds do. That's some, that's some self, uh, you know, security. There, so right? they had the w- WWF, uh, mm. WWE magazine, but it was WWF yeah. at the time. And they go, if you want WrestleMania tickets, uh, send them. And this was like in August, you know, okay. with the March or April date. So um, it was for the March 31st date. So my parents, uh, as a birthday present, mm. sent it in like August, September. Right. Uh, then we get a ticket in the mail and it's front row, nice, which is great. And I, I sat front row the entire time, uh, which was really cool. And then the, it's one of the best moments of my life mm. before the show yeah. because I see Vince and Jerry Lawler walking around and I see Vince staring at around at the Arrowhead Pond Anaheim or right. center as it's called now. It's still meets the pond and just a look in his eyes. So amazing. Yeah. Going like, I'm so happy to be and then he was greeting fans and I got to shake his hand. I said, thank you for everything that you do and everything that you've given me. Nice. And you know, he, he shook my hand, you know, he said, just you're the drizzling now. Um, you're that, the, the Jewish kid. Yeah. <laughs> BS Cohen. BS Cohen. Yeah. 
you're hitting dreidels at the Jewish community center and then getting into the director's office and you get fired. <laughs> I mean, everything that I went through when we yeah. were running at those Jewish community centers, though, when we would do those angles like that, they would get so mad at, but to me it was so worth it. We are, we are going on the Patreon exclusive show, five extra minutes. We're going to go into the great dreidling. Yes. Let's do that. Uh, you, me, Phil Lander in a match with Frankie Kazarian of AEW fame now and TNA fame. Uh, and WWE uh, for, uh, for, yeah. for a while. Uh, yeah, we uh, uh, had a match, and the match ended. Uh, ruckus happened in the ring, and Barry was beaten with an inch of his life with a large cardboard dreidel. Yes. One of the more infamous um, SoCal wrestling incidents. Oh, people still talk about it yeah. on the message boards. Yeah, uh, a video of it somewhere. Oh, I have it. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll post that exclusively. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got uh, it. We'll put it on Patreon as well. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but wrestling's fun. Wrestling's life. Wrestling is life nice. is a work. Wrestling is real. Absolutely. That's what I say, Barry. Uh, what is also real is uh, your uh, uh, your uh, conquering uh, any fears, anxieties, and taking on a part of life that you always wanted to do. And I, I think that's admirable. Man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you for everything you do. Oh, I don't do much. Oh, stop it. Yeah, you know, I, I'll give you some candy after. That'll be about it. Uh, if you want it. Yeah, I can break off the calories and walk to the car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Instagram filters yeah. wonders. That's amazing. Uh, Barry, uh, tell them where they can follow you, including your company, because uh, yeah. I know uh, we didn't talk much about event busters, but something you do on the side if, if anyone needs work yeah. locally in SoCal. Yeah, if anyone's looking for uh, DJ, party rentals, mm-hmm. uh, anything like that, we're event busters. We do pretty much anything you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also run a venue called Malibu Solstice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check it out. It's one of the highest points in Malibu. Complete 180-degree view of the ocean. It's nice. amazing. We're also, uh, Event Busters is doing a fundraiser uh, for the MS Society for mm. the MS Walk. So nice. we have Team Event Busters. You can check that out. Uh, if right. you'd like to donate, that'd be fantastic. Um, if you just want to look at it and not donate, that's fine too. Um, but just, yeah, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um Event Busters. Event Busters. That's event you. Busters. That is event me. Busters is you and you are Event Busters. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's Dan Aykroyd approved because I, I gave him my business card and I haven't I, been sued. That's he was, right. He was laughing and loved it. That's awesome. I loved it. Uh, we we'll, we can do a whole podcast on your love of the Ghostbusters. Oh, you know what? When Ghostbusters Afterlife comes, I need to come on. I uh, will. We'll do the, we'll yeah, do the we things do you that. love about that. Yeah. Uh, Barry Cohen in here, uh, the Napsack Files. Thank you, Barry. Stick around Thank on you. the other side of this. Uh, just you and me doing some chatting. I'll uh, take care of some business about shows and all those things. Bye, friends. Stick around, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back to the Knapsack Files. Special thanks to our guest, Barry Cohen, coming on in today. I've known Barry, like I said, on the show for a very long time and been meaning to get him in here for a bit. Uh, Just a a sweet guy, and I hope you enjoyed his tale. You don't quit. It's a good lesson. I'm here with uh, you now, just you and me, just you and me chatting. Just some housekeeping as we like to do here sometimes on the Knapsack Files. I am uh, officially excited. it happened faster than I thought it uh, would happen. Uh, I wasn't really told when it happened. But the project I've been working on for a very long time is out. It is on Wondery. It is called Sports Wars. And that is uh, their show that's uh, like, like sports rivalries. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders. And I got to write one for them. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. Thought it was going to come out this week, but all of a sudden, I don't know. Our special thanks uh, to supporter Chad Benefield on my uh, Patreon page who wrote me and was like, "Hey, I think that I think that thing's already out. It's there. So check it out. Go to Wondery wherever you find uh, your Wondery podcasts and uh, take a listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock, five episode series. A lot of fun. A lot of research, a lot of writing. It's kind of a docutainment series. So some of it is very real. Some of it's hyper-realized, but a lot of fun to put together, and Dan Rubenstein hosts the show, voices the show, a lot of fun. Stand-up comedy coming your way as well if you're in the Las Vegas area this Friday. It's March 6th, if you're listening uh, later and you already missed it. We'll be at the Mandalay Bay, and I'm working on working on, I'm working on some new material, which is dangerous to say. I don't, I, I don't want to go to Las Vegas with new material, but 
I just had one of those. I was watching tape uh, as I as I talked about with the interview uh, with, with Barry. I was watching some tape of my DC show, and tapes are very confusing. If, if since this is kind of a de facto stand up comedy themed episode, if you're out there considering uh, stand up in, in any way, shape, or form, number one, maybe reconsider. Two, do it, do it. Uh, I got to tell you, you know, sometimes you watch tape, you go have a great set, and you're like, I killed. Holy crap, I killed. I'm a comic man. I just did the Lord's work on that stage. I just did the devil's work in that stage as well. Then you get the tape, because you don't always have tape. And then you get it, and then you watch parts of it. You're like, I know I slayed. There's no laughter. A lot of, a lot of times it's just the mic. A lot of times it's just the miking of the crowd. Uh, a lot of times, though, it might be your memory putting uh, more laughter in place. So it was good for me to go back and do something that's very hard for me to do, to go listen to myself uh, in any way, shape, or form, and inc- including sometimes writing. I'm so bad at going back because I just, eh, I get that cringe feeling, but you got to do it. Go back, edit, fix, do it again. And with stand-up comedy, you've got to craft it. you got to work on it. you got to get better and better and better. And because I'm not getting up all the time, it's hurting me a little bit. So there's, a, there's I think, a part of my act I'm going to kind of rework or take out, put in some new stuff, but I feel good about it. And that's the thing. When you feel good about uh, the material in your, you just, you, you, you don't, if you do stand-up enough, you just know and maybe this isn't going to be something that ends up in a comedy special, but you know, like that's going to hit, that's going to do good. And sometimes it might not work, but deep down inside, even if you got to rework it, you just kind of know. And I'm excited to bring that uh, to the shows in Las Vegas and do all those kind of things. I want to thank uh, my high tier supporters on Patreon. And I do say this, I've got to update the list a little bit. <laughs> so if your name is supposed to be on this executive producer tier and you're not hearing it, let me know. Uh, my supporters include uh, Thomas Risling, Lethal Logan, X Bador, Kyle Harlow, Matt Thompson. Uh, we also have uh, uh, Donald, uh, no, excuse me, I, I, I got to update this list. Nathan Ovedale, Zach Anderson, my buddy Ty Schellenberger, and uh, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry Green, and Jonas Berggren. Uh, lonely on the list as well. Uh, so again, uh, to my executive producers, thank you for the investment in me and the brand. Some cool things coming. I do want to announce uh, this uh, officially, and I've hinted at it. I always hint. You know, I'll, you know, I hint. It's BS that I hint. I'm saying it to myself. I sometimes hint at projects to come because I'm not sure if I'm going to commit to it. That's that's not right. That's not a way to live life. Uh, but on Twitch, we're going to be doing Lego builds. And that's going to be a lot of fun. So look for that soon. I'm waiting to get a little graphic made so I can tweet it out uh, and also waiting for the Vegas trip to end. And then um, I got another uh, being treated to something by a close friend uh, going to Disneyland finally. So I'll be at Galaxy's Edge and be be feeling the joy of Disneyland. And yeah, uh, Galaxy's Edge is the, the draw. But I haven't been to Disneyland in a number of years. And I just really, I'm sorry, man. I just love going. I just love going. And I get you might have some issues with Disney as a corporation or Disney as a film studio or buying Fox or I, I get it. Maybe you like Disney Plus, but you also don't like it. I, I get it. I get it. There's just something about Disneyland and any of the theme parks. But Disneyland, obviously Anaheim's the one that's always been closer to me. The Disneyland Resort, like I, I just it just it does the magic works on me. It really does. And I take such joy in the simple things walking into the park getting a hot chocolate, you know, looking at the turkey legs, thinking about it, but not getting them. And I haven't been in a while, so I'm, I'm excited. So when that uh, subsides, in between then, uh, look for Lego builds on Twitch. I get to hang out with you, and you guys get to watch me uh, build some Legos. And I'm, I used to be really good at it. It's been a while, though. As much as I've been buying Star Wars Legos over the last few years, they're all in boxes. It's a space issue. Space issue... And also a dust issue. Legos just, you know, like like uh, magnets to dust. Um, but we're going to build some, and then I'll figure out what to do with the sets. That's a problem for another time, right? Like Maz Kanata said, uh, Maz Kanata, Maz Kanata said to uh, 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 Han and and everyone about the how'd you get Luke's lightsaber? Yeah, story for another, another time. What I'm going to do with his Legos, story for another time. But look for that. Look for that as well. Don't forget my book, Why We Love Star Wars, is out there. And happy to announce um, a book signing event and Star Wars trivia night. I'll be kind of uh, lording over. Uh, And it is going to be, and this is great, this is going to be out in Victorville, California. 
So if you are close to Victorville, it is on the way to Vegas, about two hours from L.A. proper, about two hours or so from Vegas. And you are uh, interested in coming out and uh, picking up a copy of Why We Love Star Wars or getting your copy signed. A lot of those details have been worked out, but there will be, be plenty of books available. And then a Star Wars trivia night after. You can sign up uh, if you're local to Victorville. And you might be. I don't want to assume anyone's not. It's going to be kind of fun. Uh, the, the, the manager of the store reached out to me. And I'm just tickled pink to be wanted, you know, to, 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 for anyone to want to invite me to a party. So I'm going to be there. And then on May 3rd, uh, we are going to be doing a live show in LA at a place called El Cid. More details to come. Me, Mark Riley. It's going to be a live version of Riley's Cantina. I'll be doing a little stuff before that and some special guests. And that is going to be May 3rd, kind of a late show. More information on that forthcoming so that's kind of the business we got to take care of the business uh and i hope all, all of you uh, don't uh, have a problem with the business you know this is the business the business the business the business but we're gonna be out of here uh that is it for this week i, I want to thank uh, again barry Cohn for coming on in um you know sometimes it's it's not easy for people to come on in and share their stories and i i, I really love sitting down with these these folks i know which was the original intention of the knapsack files and you know Podcasting has changed. Fortunately, it's more exciting. It's bigger. It's more prepared. It's uh, bigger personalities, bigger celebrities do it. Even like the show I did, uh, this Wondery show, I wrote for months. You know, that's something that I think wasn't always uh, how podcasting was looked at, looked at. Uh, the possibilities weren't there. Now it is, and so I. But I still love going back to the original intention of this podcast feed in 2013, which is to find the people in my life inspire me and hopefully they can tell their stories to you and you connect with them on some level so thanks to barry cohen again for coming in and doing that if you want to support me go to patreon.com slash catnapsack follow me online at catnapsack or go to catnapsack.com that's a lot of catnapsacks i'm tired of saying it we'll see you next time on yeah the knapsack files bye